I've got to go through this information kind of one behind the other because there's so much. And then I had to, I had to leave off about three things that um, I felt this information was, was more critical. Now, some of you may be watching us for the first time. And I don't know what everybody in here has heard. But I got to be very clear on this because I'm kind of like a news anchor right this minute. But I'm, I'm not bought. I'm not influenced by anybody other than God. I'm just giving you information. And I'll tell you that there are people who have died from the coronavirus. One that passed away early on that sticks out in my mind, and it breaks my heart. It was an African-American gentleman that they had on the news that drove a, a city bus, and he talked about how people were just so inconsiderate and in getting on the bus, coughing and not, not paying attention. Well, anyway, and he was concerned about it, but he wound up, uh, contracting the disease and then died and left a family. He, he, he's one of thousands of people. There's people that I know personally been in the hospital uh, that have died. There's been plenty of people who have had the, the virus, possibly not even known it. There's been other people who have had it and had very little to no symptoms. There's been others that's had the virus and they have been very sick. So my point is this morning, the virus is real. The first week I shared this, I said it's part of an overall puzzle. And I'll tell you this, because a lot of people are confused about a lot of things. And one being that I think people mean something else, but they say this. Well, we only have, you know, a little bit longer in November, the virus will go away. That's incorrect. The virus is not going away. And you're going to see some things here in a minute that I hope will broaden your under. And I, I think what people that are under this mindset really mean, which I concur and agree with a million percent, is this. The type of coverage associated with it will change somewhat. But the virus is for a purpose, and the enemy knows about this, okay? The virus has a purpose. I said the first week, it is a rug. So, it's, it's part of a puzzle, and it, it's, it's, a, it's a journey that you're on now that I hope you can see if you've not paid attention to the Bible itself before now. So, one, one term that we heard uh, a lot you know, before all this was one world or new world order. And there was a lady that wrote a book uh, called The Externalization of the Hierarchy. Her name's Alice Bailey, and she made this statement. She said, in the preparatory period for the new world order, there will be a steady and regulated disarmament. It will not be optional. Now, we have a Wikipedia uh, slide of her, and I'm not going to read all of it, 
But I, I want to read some of it to you because you may think this is somebody on a bandwagon from just a week ago. No, uh, Alice Ann Bailey was born June 16, 1880, and she passed away December 15, 1949. She was a writer of more than 24 books on uh, theosophical subjects and was one of the first to use the term New Age. Skip down, it says, Bailey's work, written between 1919 and 1949, described a, a wide-ranging system of esoteric thought con, uh, con covering such topics as how spirituality relates to the solar system, meditation, healing, spiritual psychology, the destiny of nations, and prescriptions for society in general. And the last sentence says, her vision of a unified society included a global spirit of religion different from traditional religious forms, including the concept of the age of Aquarius. Now, uh, about a week ago in the Wall Street Journal, or on the uh, Wall Street Journal's Twitter account, there was a tweet made by one of their uh, writers or contributors, Joanna Stern, and the the tweet just simply said, wearable devices with sensors continuously gather your temperature, heart rate, and blood oxygen. And let me say, I'm talking about three or four different things in here like we did, so, but everything's part of the puzzle, okay? And so what this is saying, anything, if you watch, it's a six-minute video, we're not showing that today, but in that uh, print you see there, if you was to click on that link, and all of these links are provided on the multitudeschurch.com slash live page. Everything will probably disappear by tomorrow from week one till today. So if you want to look at this stuff or bookmark it or copy it, you got a few hours left to do that, okay? And so what she was saying is that there are all kind of smart devices, everything from watches, and I have one of these. Many of you have different things, phones even. And these things are con, uh, continually taking, are continuously gathering temperature, heart rate, and blood. It's monitoring you is what we're saying. What's wrong with that, Pastor? That's a good thing. Well, it, it, it is a good thing in one regard. I got an Apple Watch because of a, a friend of mine had a heart attack in some, on some hunting property in Anson County and had to be rushed, same age. In fact, he's not as old as I am. Had to be rushed, and I hadn't thought about that, but then I read up on that, and I said, I don't want something else to keep up with and updated, but uh, I was persuaded. And so I know all about the good aspects of this, but what everybody don't understand is that it also provides information you probably don't want provided, okay? And it's going to have the ability to track you later on, okay? So you can watch the thing in its entirety. There's another piece of equipment that's only available right now up in Michigan, and it's about a smart helmet. Take a look at the screen. The biggest uh, feature is that this is a mobile platform. 
New at 5, Bishop International Airport in Flint is turning to smart technology in its efforts to help prevent the spread of COVID-19. Today, the airport announced the deployment of the mobile smart helmet technology that can detect elevated temperatures in a crowd. Our Don Jones has more on the new technology that airport officials say can only be found at one place in the U.S., Bishop Airport. In an effort to identify and prevent the spread of COVID-19, Bishop International Airport in Flint for several months has been checking the temperatures of every person who enters the building, with the exception of one group. But the one thing we're missing is, is incoming passengers. The airport director says the new mobile smart helmet technology announced Friday will be a game changer. This is really the next step in our, uh, in our plans to fight the spread of uh, COVID-19. The biggest uh, feature is that this is a mobile platform. The smart helmet announcement is in partnership between Bishop Airport and the manufacturer KeyBiz located in Rome, Italy. The technology has been deployed in other parts of the world, like the Rome Airport that you see in this video. According to Bishop Airport officials, their police will be the first in the U.S. to use the technology. Anywhere that an officer goes, the technology goes with that officer. They simply put it on, and whether you're responding to a police call, uh, patrolling the terminal, or alarms, or anything of that effect, they will have the helmet on and they can monitor temperatures both to and from those calls. The device is said to be accurate within 0.3 degrees Celsius or 0.17 degrees Fahrenheit. The helmet also has other integrated technologies. Such as facial recognition, license plate recognition, um, QR code recognition and things of that nature. Don and the reason I told you while ago that this is not just about a contest between the donkeys and the elephants in November, which there's some influence there. I, I admit all of that. But this, this coronavirus is a lot larger than the United States, folks. It, it, it's global, and it's global for a reason. For instance, in Ireland, there's already a health passport. I'll let you see the video real quick. Health Passport Ireland is created to protect our society and our economy. Built in Ireland by the Rock U Group, the system uses the very best COVID-19 testing, combined with the latest mobile technologies. Health Passport Ireland is powered by proven and validated systems, allowing us all to take safer steps in our return to our normal way of life. Here's how it works. With Health Passport Ireland, Everyone can now be tested for COVID-19 at any time, which helps to protect you, your family, our jobs, and our economy. Your COVID-19 test will be performed with highly accurate serological or swab tests. Your test is performed by a medical professional. After your COVID-19 test, an authorized healthcare administrator creates your Health Passport Ireland account. Your login details will be emailed to you immediately with a link to download your Health Passport mobile app. The authorized healthcare administrator securely updates your COVID-19 test results in your health passport. Once activated, you can easily display your COVID-19 status on your mobile. Your health passport can be scanned if you wish, which helps protect those around us. Your COVID-19 status will efficiently display as green, amber or red, dependent on your test results. This allows us to go about our daily activities in a safer way. We can all use Health Passport Ireland in many ways such as travel, hospitality, 
education, healthcare, construction, offices, entertainment, visits, and much, much more. Naturally, the validity of your COVID-19 test will expire over time, so an automatic reminder will be sent when it's time to be tested again. Your status will move to Amber when your test period has expired. Health Passport Ireland does not use Bluetooth or track your location. This preserves your privacy. The systems can work in harmony with existing government contact tracing apps. When a vaccine becomes available, your official vaccination status can also be displayed within your health passport. You can even keep a diary of your international travel and events you have attended. Health Passport Ireland can be linked to existing secure medical systems if required, for example, at your GP or hospital. You can visit www.healthpassportireland.ie for more information. Probably my favorite part of that whole video is how the technology doesn't use Bluetooth uh, because it wants to protect your privacy. I, I just find that hilarious. In the news, you've been hearing a lot about protests, peaceful protests, rioting and all this. Well, what you may not realize is what is happening all over the world is um, people that are really not completely in on the whole movement as far as being locked down, for instance. And a lot of people, you know, are upset, even with the governor, if he's opened up something too soon or if he hadn't opened up uh, soon enough on things. And so, I mean, we have people with opinions here. But very quickly, because this sheds light on what is coming. This is the only reason I'm sharing. But we're going to look at a video now of a lady in uh, Australia who was arrested because she posted on Facebook a, a protest against um, lockdown. And she was kind of advertising it. And this is kind of how all that went down. One Facebook post and this yeah, pregnant woman pregnant, is so, now yeah. in deep trouble. You're under arrest in relation to incitement. Incitement? What the, what on earth? Excuse me, what, what on earth? Yeah, just put your phone down. Can you like record this? I'm in my pyjamas. What's I this? Ultrasound in an hour yeah, pregnant. she's pregnant, so... Well, I'll take it easy. What's in this about? I have an ultrasound just let me in an hour. Let me finish and I'll explain. It's in relation to a Facebook post, in relation to a... Lockdown protest you put on for Saturday. Yeah, and I wasn't breaking any laws by doing you that. You are actually, you are breaking all. That's why I'm arresting you in relation to this. How can you children, arrest her? That's in front of my two children. She urged people to attend an anti-lockdown protest in Ballarat this weekend. I'm happy to delete the post. This is ridiculous. She could face a jail sentence of up to 15 years. All this just hours after Victoria's state of emergency powers were extended for another six months. The results is 20 nose 19, therefore the bill Past. I'm very grateful for the fact that members of parliament have voted uh, to put the public health of Victorians over politics. But there were politics at play when it came to dodging questions about a deal being done to get the Greens across the line. We worked very closely with the crossbench uh, to address uh, their particular concerns. Was the deal done, yes or no? I've explained it to you and you might not be happy with that answer. Today there were 90 positive cases and six deaths, including three from previous days, 
All of them were in nursing homes. There's absolutely a stabilisation in numbers. We're seeing only three or four new cases in the whole of regional Victoria on a daily basis now. Uh, and that's why the active cases are coming down uh, so significantly, uh, because there are really very few new cases arising. And while there's hope Sunday's roadmap will lead us out of restrictions, the curfew could stay in place. I think it's made it easier from a monitoring point of view uh, for police to be able to find people. As to um, uh, you know how long it'll be needed for, they're, they're still uh, under consideration. The government says it's engaging with experts when it comes to advice around lifting restrictions, but 50 doctors have signed a letter to the Premier saying they haven't been heard. Patients coming along to see us that are quite distressed and we think that the lockdown's been somewhat too severe. They worry the mental impacts of lockdown have been more harmful than the virus itself. I respectfully do not concur with their view. Chanel Vella, 7 News. And I want to tell you about tracking because everything is about tracking. The gentleman in here uh, that you just heard used the term monitoring, but we are getting close to, to that technology being uh, kind of being utilized whether you want it to or not. And, and folks, I, I, I don't have joy in spending time looking this up and, and even taking this time. I, I hate doing it, but because it, it doesn't influence me at all. I've believed the Bible the whole time. But we've got many, many people that still do not understand the day and time. I mean, I, I feel like I'm going to scream if I hear another person say, I just want to get back to normal. I am sorry. I'm very sorry. You are on a, you're on a ski slope right now that's packed full of ice and there's an avalanche behind you. And if you don't understand that, then it's not going to motivate you to do what needs to be done before things change and people are missing or your time or your appointment is gone. For instance, uh, the BBC reported Tony Blair, who was the former prime minister there, uh, there was a quick, like a one-minute video about him and, and digital, digital IDs and the need for this. And we've already showed you about Ireland and all that. And again, you can go click on this. You can watch uh, through the BBC's website. You can watch the video and all that. And then over in Sweden, they actually already have an implant there. And if you will look on the screen, you will see uh, the fact checker uh, EU fact checker, and then you might say, well, Opie, why, why did you use that? Why didn't you use the website? Well, it, it came from the Times uh, newspaper in the United Kingdom, and the reason I didn't do that is because I did not want to agree to their cookie policy. Now, I love, and I love cookies, y'all, but I'm talking about the kind that says, okay, I'm, gonna cl I'm clicking this permission so you, you can move the box out of the way and you can store something on my computer to track and look up and crawl through my information. You don't know what that is. Every time you accept a cookie, 
uh, on the internet. It's just saying that you give whoever, whatever website, the right to do anything they want to with the device you're on and gather all kind of information. That's what a cookie is, okay? And so it, it talks about in, in this, this particular uh, ad, or it's really a, a whole paper. Now, you can click on it. I've got the link there. You can click on it. But if you uh, click on the agreement, it's on you, and I've kind of put that out there for you. It just says real quick, though, news website, uh, euronews.com, published a story about microchips in Sweden. Last update was introduced on the 15th of May, 2020. And it just says thousands of people in Sweden are inserting tiny microchips under their skin and I've told you this is about keeping up with you and monitoring you and all that and a lot of you remember Ed, Edward uh, Snowden the one that they arrested for everything from espionage uh, certain types of spying and leaking information and all that well there was uh, a report by uh, Reuters the the news network that that it just simply said US court mass surveillance program exposed by Snowden was illegal. And if you read the article, it explains that what he revealed uh, was actually illegal and, and a lot of people say, well, he, he ought to be pardoned and he ought to be, you know, but he's probably doing a smart thing right now. I don't know if he did everything right, but I, I do know one of the things he did, now they are saying, that uh, what was being done, that he provided information was wrong. Then if you go back to the same newspaper, the Times in the United Kingdom, there's just an article that says, routine mass testing is now hailed as a path to greater freedoms. And then you see it's uh, being uh, not forced, but it's really being advertised using a, a school classrooms. And then over in the Brussels Times, it just says, Belgian experts are shocked as AstraZeneca, and you know, it, I'm probably doing them a favor by redefining how you pronounce it, seeks liability waiver for the vaccine. And what, is it, what that is saying, that ad is saying that they have ordered like 25 million vaccines uh, for their country from this company that has made them sign a waiver and anybody that gets it that they're, they're selling them the vaccine but they are not responsible for any side effects that come from that. So the country is ordering 25 million vaccines for its people there, e even with risk and liabilities there. Over in uh, Russia, uh, Putin has now... Uh, been documented as saying, and this is still in the uh, Brussels Times, I believe, yes, uh, has world's first coronavirus, he says. And about a week or two ago in the John Hopkins University, now before I finish this, you need to listen to the preacher. And I want y'all in here to listen and everybody out there to listen. I'm giving you information and... I want you to think about it because I have said the coronavirus is a real virus. Amen.
I've said that. I've said it many times. But I've also said you have a higher risk of getting infected from the fear of the coronavirus than the virus. Higher risk of, of the fear of it. And a lot of people are not even asymptomatic. They're plagued with it. And I'm quoting my pastor buddy, Steve Adams. There's a difference between fearful and careful. A difference. John Hopkins University just put out a story, and we have that for you. And it just says this. It's, well, that's not it. If you'll hold off on it, I may not have provided, but uh, I may not have gotten you that. So just listen to me. I, there is a link there for you on the website. And it just says this. It says, since COVID-19 first began circulating within the United States, public health officials have known that those with underlying medical conditions face higher risk for severe illness and death if they contract the disease. A recent report from the CDC appears to drill down that point with striking numbers showing that. This is the part you need to listen to. 94% of the U.S. deaths involving COVID-19 since February were also associated with other conditions or uh, comorbidities. 94%. According to the CDC, for 6% of coronavirus disease 2019 deaths, COVID-19 was the only cause mentioned for deaths with conditions or causes in addition to COVID-19, on average, there were 2.6 additional conditions or causes per death. And then it lists what some of those causes were. Now, keep that in mind. 94% had at least 2.6 other things going on other than coronavirus. The coronavirus just really took advantage of the other conditions, okay? But that's 94% of the U.S. deaths, all right? Now, what we're going to do, and I'm telling you this for one reason, and I'll, I'll, I'll show that to you. Now, I want you to look at this slide. This is actually this morning. There, and, and you believe you have to believe at face. I don't mean you have to, because I don't recommend that. But all we can go off of is just the numbers that we see. We we don't know, but so far there have been 188,000 deaths. We are told in the United States, and it lists the states with the cases and the death, 188,000 deaths. If you take that and take 6% of that, that tells you that there have been a little over 11.2 thousand 
strictly coronavirus deaths in our country. I'm just, I, it's just, you do the math, okay? You do the math. The rest of the number, according to the CDC, is contributed to 2.6, close to three other factors, all right? Now, if you look at the screen again, if we look at the flu deaths for the flu season to, to uh, 2020, and we take the low number, don't even take the high number because it says in our country there was between 24,000 to 62,000 total deaths. We're only going to take the low number, 24,000. 11.2,000 deaths is not even half as many as that. I'm saying that for this reason right here. During the flu season, how many of you were on lockdown? I'm not doing this to be controversial. I told you, I got a mask in every vehicle. There are places I go and I wear a mask. There, and I'm careful. We're careful in this church. That goes without saying. I'm not, I'm not here preaching about masks. I'm not here preaching about lockdowns or anything else. I'm here just to tell you to look at some numbers for a minute. And I spilled my heart out to you telling you what a 30-year history of sinus trouble was dismissed because of fear and being indoctrinated by the mainstream media. Where else do you get your information? All right? So I'm just using resources that you're already getting information. I'm just not doing what the mainstream media, I'm not milking it and putting it for or against Trump or making, I'm not doing that. I'm just giving you information from there. So what I'm asking you is during flu season, if any of you were told there's going to be 24,000 people that's going to die, not a one of you would have wore a mask in a grocery store or anywhere else because you said, I look like a fool, amen? But twice as many people died from just the flu. I'm still going to wear my mask when I go to certain places. I'm still going to be careful. I'm going to try to stay six feet apart from people and all that. But I'm telling all of us and those of you that are listening, you've got to be very careful because, you know, they say numbers don't lie. Now, if only 11,000 plus people out of 188,000 died from just that, that means everybody else had something else going on. And, and, and some people have other things going on. And you need to really be careful. You need to be careful. My point today is, and i got to get into the Word of God because I've done spent way too much time on this mess. But I'm trying to tell you that in everywhere you look, whether it's about the sickness or about the tracking or about what, Governments have on their mind, I mean worldwide, global, to, to keep up with people, to keep people under their thumbs, to keep people where they want them until they can know everything. See, we preached about the mark of the beast for years and years and years, and nobody really had anything to go off of. But, just, but now, along with the Bible, if 
You have ears, you need to hear what is being said. If you've got eyes, you need to be able to see because what this stuff has been successful at doing to me and everybody else that I know of, it's got our focus off of what we really need to be doing while it is day because night is coming and we don't want to admit that we've been afraid. But I've already admitted to you that I was really afraid enough to go to the hospital parking lot two weeks ago. But yet if you'd have told me this in January or February when people had flu around here, my behavior would not look anything like it is. So I'm telling all of us, and I'm really telling me that I'm telling you, God has not given you a spirit of fear. The data shouldn't give you a spirit of fear. But it has. And you don't have to amen me because that might be why I've suffered this morning. I'm just giving you information and telling you, you need to read this Bible and understand what it's telling you and where we are living. I'm not even in the message yet. And it's going to be short because I want to drive this home. I want you to understand that, you know, just a week ago, a peace treaty, a major peace treaty, and Brent tipped me off because I didn't even, I, it didn't even dawn on me and I found it on the internet and I appreciate that. But I, I want to tell you that there's going to be more of a peace treaty with Israel. It's all coming together for new world order. That's what I started out with. It's all starting to, to come together. And, and, and this coronavirus in a whacked up way is bringing some kind of unity on a global platform. And the peace agreement's going to be good for 42 months or three and a half years. But halfway through the peace agreement, the Antichrist is going to break the peace agreement and then all hell literally is going to break loose on this earth. And me and you are left here to be champions for Christ. Not fearful fighters with the coronavirus. Be careful, stay out of people's face, but you do not need to let this burden. That's what the world is doing, folks. We've got to be about His business. We know it's there, but we've got to really plow because there's no way I as the pastor or as a Christian and the leader of this church and you as sheep in this church, there's no way we can do what we need to do before it's too late if we are all preoccupied with the fact that 11.2 thousand people have died. I don't want you or me or anybody to be part of the 11.2. We're talking about odds and ratio and how everything has been inflated. Okay? We're not talking about real people are sick, real people are dying, real people are dead. But if you look at data that they give you, you don't have a leg to stand on because you are not isolated in December and January when the flu was so bad. And my heart goes out to the 11,000 and the whole 188,000 people. I don't want people to die because, you know, there's probably a majority of those people who were lost. And I'm going to finish here in just a minute, but I want to pray. Father, would you remind me again You've not given us the spirit of fear, but of power 
power, God. That's what should define me right now, Lord. You've given me power. You've given me love, and you've given me a sound mind. That's what I need to be defined by right now. So God, help me. And help us all to know that the Word, the Word of God, is the only thing, the only statistics we can believe and agree on, Lord. And we can walk by is what you've said. And Father, anoint me before I speak this word in Jesus' name. Amen. Verse 20, 21 of Romans chapter 4 tells us that Abraham, before Sarah conceived, Abraham was fully persuaded. He was fully persuaded, fully convinced. And that is my question. That's the question of this message today. Because before you can move, I can move, we can move any farther for God. In this, this day we're living in, folks, you've got to be per fully persuaded of this. Not all that stuff on the screen. I mean, it's just, it, it's just confirmation for the people that need it. But it doesn't change me. I'm, I'm fully persuaded because I know the Bible says that he's coming back. So I, I base everything off of that. I, I pray about it every day, and I say, God, I want to be more persuaded. I want to be fully convinced of this. And when you're fully convinced of this, more than you are of the world, it will change who you are and it'll change it every day. It won't be something that you turn on or turn off, and it won't be based on secular news that you hear or even what a preacher says. It will be that you know in your heart that my Redeemer is faithful and true. He started in me. He's going to finish in me. That's what it meant. The Bible says that even though Abraham chapter 13 of Genesis verse 2, it says Abraham was very rich in livestock, silver, and in gold. But even though Abraham's was very wealthy. It did not affect his walk nor his worship. And that's what the Lord is trying to tell us today, folks. In order for me to do what I need to do to finish my course and to finish what... I've got to believe God. I haven't seen Isaac yet. I haven't seen the masses. I haven't seen the 30,000. I've seen a lot of things that have moved me about the coronavirus and things about technology and where it is and the threat of having to make a decision because that's what we are getting to. And that's why I took so much time to tell you all that because if we stay here much longer, you and I are going to have to make some major decisions. You're going to have to decide whether or not. I can't tell you whether or not you need to do this or you need to that. I can tell you what's coming, what's down the pipeline, but at the end of the day, you've got to make a decision. I've got to make a decision because we don't know if the vaccine's really going to be for our good and it's only going to have something to fight COVID-19 or if the vaccine's going to be more than that, if it's going to be a tracking chip. We don't know because I, I think I read that there are 20, 20 vaccines that people were trying to get because there's a 
billions of dollars attached to it. So you got that God going on in people's minds. And so see, people just want to know I can get it, I can be safe and go on about my normal life. And folks, that's not what it's about. It's about keeping up with you because there's coming a time like they broke into that pregnant lady. There's another video I couldn't even share with you because the guy was on his, his uh, balcony upstairs and he had done the same thing. But there was about six men from the authorities there with mask on and one of those things to bulldoze the door open with because he posted it. And then they broke in his house and arrest threw him down, but he used expletives and I can't put that out there. But I want to tell you this. There's coming a time when anybody that bucks anything from a, a, a vaccination or any type of compliance that the government is pushing, you're going to be labeled you're going to probably be arrested. You may even be executed. We don't know when Jesus is coming back. But between now and then, at the rate is what I'm telling you, the way everything is progressing and moving, you've got to know my Lord is coming back. And I know he's coming back. And all this mess is being fulfilled. All this stuff is happening. And people, I will, I will rack my brain. And I'll do all this. And there are people that will still maybe leave here or not leave here or, or be online or hear about it. And, and two things will happen. You'll be mad at me because I said things. And number two, you'll dismiss all the information and still go back to business as usual. And that's what God has me up here doing. This could be my last Sunday preaching. I don't know if I'll get arrested because I'm sharing this stuff with you. It may look like that uh, some uh, sort of uh, tyranny or something or that, uh, that I'm just some kind of rebel renegade trying to stir up and work up and play off of people's emotions. But no, I'm not. I'm trying to point you and let you see the Bible is a real book. Real things are happening that it said would really happen and the people of God are the only people he has. The government's not going to champion the cross. You and I have got to champion the cross. You and I have got to live like we've been to the cross. We've got to talk like the cross has made a difference in our life. We've got to be the people that point the people. And if we're caught up in the world like everybody else is, people, they're, they're on a dead end road. Amen. They're on a dead end road. So I want to pray. And I'm going to tell you that this is the last week I'm sharing this stuff. God can lay something. We're moving on to something else. But it's going to keep happening. It's going to keep getting. And, and, and if you are not able to shake your head and say, wait a minute now. What part of this right here that's going on? Is the government, or is this me having to make a decision? And I'm going to pray right now. I'm praying. It's 12 o'clock. And I didn't mean, I don't care if you are keeping up with time or not, but I, I, I just want to let you know. I knew this would take a lot of time. I knew it. But I had to be obedient. Next month, and all of you here, people that are watching, I don't know how many of my minister friends or ministers in general know it, but the Lord's laid this on my heart to share. And those of you that are watching or maybe part of a, another congregation and you just happen to be watching this, if your church is not using any other platform to live stream but social media, you need to start looking for additional, not, not get rid of it right now, but next month a lot of things are changing with one of the two that I mentioned. And I don't know how much longer... 
that we will be live streaming through those platforms that we've been doing for 10 years or whatever. So that's why we have also on the website. So I want to tell everybody, if you're not, you, if you're not familiar with how to watch this church, if you want to do that through uh, other means, you need to get familiar right now with multitudeschurch.com or the app. At any time, this is, I had to make a decision this week about how to list the church on one of those two I mentioned a while ago. I had to. I wouldn't even wear my watch today because I know they're listening. And now I, I probably just scared a lot of y'all because, see, you don't believe that, and it's funny. It's really funny. The preacher, he said his head was hurting. It's probably more in sinuses. I don't know a lot about anything, but I know just a little bit about technology because that's what drives me in the ground at this church here. I, there's people that's forgotten more than I'll ever know. But I know what this book says right here. I'm not a fool for anybody but Christ. And I know it's coming, but I'm not going to tip you off, though, no more than I have to. So I'm going to pray, Father, help me to understand. I'm not living in 1959. This is not the Betty White Show, Lord. This is 2020, and you are on your way back. And you are coming for a bride that has made herself ready. And people that didn't look at the signs you provided, but just kept on going, Lord. God, we've got to be better than that priest and Levite that walked past that hurt man. God, we've got to look and see what's around us. We've got to point people to you. Hallelujah, Father. I thank you for the difference that you made when you suffered and nothing stopped you. Every person that's listening, if you've not asked Jesus to come into your heart, the Lord can be that joy we sang about. We sung earlier about joy today is mine. You can have it. Happiness is temporary. That's based on things or what people say or do. But joy comes from the Lord. And if you'll just say, Jesus, I've got to have that joy. I've been so full of fear, I don't even know what joy looks like. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me, cleanse me. I want to be ready. And, and I want to start helping, as that pastor said earlier, on doing the work that needs to be done. I don't want to be paralyzed by fear because I know that's not from you. If you pray that and mean that, the Bible says everything about you will change. You get a name, your name will be written down. You'll no longer be guilty in the eyes of God, but you'll be vindicated because of Jesus. And He loves you. And you'll be part of the family of God. And if He comes today, 10 years from today, Seven years, three and a half years from today, you're ready to go. And Lord, I pray for every person that's prayed, Lord, will understand they're part of your family. 
We're not citizens of this world anymore. We're not part of the systems of this world. We are part of the body of Christ, the church, but that's it. And I pray for our people, Lord, that you would bless them and you'd keep them. I pray, God, that you would anoint us this week to be warriors of the cross. Lord, I pray that you would help us to know that this could be our last opportunity. Let the words of our mouths and the meditations of our heart be acceptable in your sight. O oh Lord, our strength and our Redeemer.